Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with SimpleBiz360.com, SimpleBiz360 podcast. We're coming to you from the studios in Chesterfield, Missouri of Vi Media and stlewispodcast.com. Got Alex on the boards. Thank you, Mason, for the intro. And we're going to jump in today to what we call atmospherics. It's going to be a great episode if you're a contractor or if you're a restaurant owner. So uh, atmospherics, let's start with uh, the whole concept with Starbucks. A gentleman by the name of Scott Bedbury, the chief brand officer of Starbucks, wrote a book, uh, A New Brand World, sometime in the early 2000s, and it was uh, really a great book. I loved it. And in the book, he describes how they tried to break the um, brand identity code of Starbucks and figure this machine out. So they went and entered into this uh, process called the Big Dig. So they poured over tons of information, hundreds of years old, everything they could about coffee houses and the experiences in the coffee houses and, you know, all the things wrapped around. Then they looked at coffee and, and the, you know, what people want to get out of coffee, you know, just coffee, coffee, coffee. And then they looked at their brand in phase three and kind of focused on the brand of Starbucks, what was it all about, and and. The interesting thing that they found was that, and, and they kind of used a, a term called atmospherics once, and in in, so I, I entitled this episode that, but what they learned was that their customer, it really wasn't about drinking coffee as it was as much about the experiencing, the experience surrounding drinking coffee. And one of the baristas put it so well to, to um, Chairman uh, Schultz. One day he said, you know, sir, we're in the business not of serving coffee to people. We're in the business of serving people coffee. And they were in the people business. And so I just found that totally amazing because in my opinion, you know, they said it much more eloquently than I could. But, you know, what I, and, and really everything in this book is about customer satisfaction, but it's really centered on that as well. It's how we do business, not so much what we do. It's not the products and services that we sell. It's how we go about doing it. That's when we make mistakes there, when we, when we fall on our sword there, when we make, um, make the process really ugly for the customer, that's when we don't get repeat customers and referral businesses a lot of the time. Um, but you know they don't want to come back and experience this. So I want you to sit and, and think about this. Think about being a restaurant owner. Now, think about the experience of coming to a restaurant. And I want you just to kind of um, picture just the service entity of it. You know, pleasant servers, people that make the, your customers sitting down feel good. Or, you know, ask yourself the question, are my servers actually polite and do they treat people with respect? Because that's going to help people come back. Water. I don't know, just think about that. The, remember, the experience of the coffee shop for Starbucks, the experience of your restaurant. Are you filling your water up all the time or making sure that that's filled up? If you just did that, imagine what might happen if you just adopted an attitude of doing that. What about cleaning your facility? And ask yourself this question, does my facility smell like a bunch of disinfectant? I can tell you firsthand my wife and I do not enjoy going to a restaurant, any place that has the overwhelming smell of bleach. And I run into it quite a bit in my travels. I stay in 99 hotels a year, so I travel quite a bit. 
But, you know, even this facility here gets cleaned with Thieves, which is a natural type product from Young Living that has no chemical stench to it, no, um, you know, after, um, aftermath that lingers and hangs. So just think about that. Are your, are your customers, you know, it's the experience. Do we really want to smell bleach and chlorine and all the cleaners? Do we really want you to come over to our table and take a rag that's like, you know, been going into a dirty bucket for three hours and wiping my table down with that rag, and then I'm having to put my silver on it. I don't, I don't think so. Why not use just a clean rag, use something like Thieves Spray or whatever, and just spray it and be done with it with a nice clean rag. That's what makes customers sometimes make the difference between not coming back and coming back, or, you know, seating people. What if you were to just ask people where they want to be seated. And I know you have grids for your help and your server staff, but again, kind of think like Sam Walton, you know, swim upstream. Okay, just because everybody does that, what about if you were to break the rules and shift the paradigm and ask people where they want to be seated? I mean, I know as a business guy, when I go in and the place is empty, I would prefer the person asking me where I want to sit. They seldom do. And so I have to interject and say, can I sit over there? Sure, sure. So, you know, again, think about that. But, you know, contractors, think about oh, I, I, one more thing. Think about this. We've seen this, my wife and I. We brought these glasses today. Hey, uh, why don't you guys grab the table over there, and I'll be over with you in a minute. Thanks. Now, do I want to see somebody on your servant staff putting their grubby fingers inside four glasses that are now going to come adorn my table or anyone else's table? No. Now, it happens a whole lot. And guess what? People aren't going to tell you that, that they don't like it. Why? Because we learned the silent business killer, right? 26 out of 27 people who have a bad experience won't report it. Why? They don't think anything's going to happen. So they're not going to come tell you. Now, we'll tell you, my wife and I, when we see that happening, we do bring it to the attention of the restaurant manager and just say, you know, gloves would be nice, but, you know, that that's just, you know, Ugh, we don't want that. We don't know where that hand's been. So just think about those things. Contractors, think about just arriving at the site on a punctual basis, being accessible via cell phone and email or text, um, coming prepared with all your fasteners and your screws and your nails that if you are in the kitchen remodeling business, I, I guarantee you there's got to be some standards you can you can have inventory that doesn't drive you out to the um, store, you know, on a, on a frequent basis to get to, uh, to get uh, materials. But, uh, you know, just making sure you clean up after you're done, making sure that you uh, are coming back to inspect the job when it's done, making sure that you are um, responding in totality when customers ask you questions about things. Little things, it's how you do business. And, and really, I would focus on punctuality. I would focus on you know, returning phone calls and emails and text messages, those are easy pickups because they're things that we all bellyache about on the backside of things and we talk about and we hate. And it drives us away from uh, referring certain contractors. It just makes the process different. So think about the atmospherics of Starbucks. I think it's an easy concept to just framework it in your own head that, wow, you know, they're more concerned with the experience of drinking coffee than they are the coffee. They're concerned with the beans and everything, don't get me wrong, but they realize that to the customer, that's what it's all about. And, and then 
you know, look at, they got to focus on seven in the morning to 10 in the morning. Those are their robust hours. Imagine that they've talked about intentionality by design in terms of what they do in those hours. I mean, they really got to be on their game those hours and they have to keep understanding that it's still even then about the experience um, and not so much just the coffee. So uh, again, this is just kind of cool stuff that uh, I think are great lessons to learn from one of the giants out there, a place that, that you and I, or I don't know about you, but I go to quite often, probably you know, easily sink two grand a year into Starbucks coffee because, you know, where do I go when I travel? I mean, I, I go to Starbucks, and that's where I go uh, get most of my coffee. Salespeople, same thing. It's about how you do business. Think of your atmospherics. Think, you know, pharmaceutical reps, anybody who's doing business. Think about what your, you know, the, the, the experience of your customer doing business with you. Shift it back to the Dale Carnegie from a couple weeks ago, right? About, you know, just think about seeing it through their lens, sitting in their chair, seeing it from their perspective. Are you providing your service and are you selling your goods are you doing daily business in a way that makes them happy and uh, they want to come back for more? You know, that's really what uh, what it's about. That's what this book is about. So at any rate, uh, you know, it's just real uh, real simple concepts. I encourage you to get the book if you, if you want to read something cool. But uh, Scott Bedbury, A New Brand World, I encourage you to get our book as well, uh, 1895, Simple Biz 360, 255 tools. You know... You know, I, I realize people go, yeah, this guy's really nobody. Why am I going to buy his book? You might be surprised what's in here. I'm getting some cool responses that are like, dude, I, I never imagined, it, it. you know, the stories to jump off the page like that. And, you know, there's so much relevance in there. You know, those are nice to hear as an author. It's kind of our, uh, you know, hearty and approbation, lavish and praise responses that we're looking for. So, anyway, it's good, some good stuff. Trust me. I think it'll help. Um, so, the Lost in the Shuffle track today, I tell you what, a band that got through me, me through college and I just absolutely adore is the Guess Who. I mean, I, I you know, there, there was one album, The Best of the Guess Who, I listened to whenever I studied, and I just really fell in love with Burton Cummings and, and Randy Bachman and the, and the boys. It was just a great band. And, uh, you know, I had the distinct privilege to take a plane one time out of JFK, in, or actually it was Newark in, uh, in near New York City, in 1987. And on that Sunday morning plane, I was going to Toronto, on that Sunday morning plane were the Drifters. The Drifters were going to play the Lemon Club up in Toronto. And there's Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings, and they're, they're going up to be inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 1987. So I'm like, man, Mr. Cummings, would you, would you just spend a couple minutes, you know, could I ask you a couple questions? Sure, move over. He sits down next to me. I mean, it's an uncrowded flight. And uh, he proceeds to talk to me for about five minutes. And, you know, I, I asked him about a song. And I asked him, you know, how they got discovered. And, and uh, he said, you know, we were just a garage band out of Winnipeg. We were just lucky. So many bands probably were just as good or better than us. It just never got that lucky break. And, you know, I think of the middle class from the week before from Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, you know, same thing. But, uh, but hey, these guys got their break, did a great job with it. And they wrote a tune. So you're a worker, you got to get back on the bus tonight called Bus Rider. And we're going to put it up there at the uh, top right hand of the screen. And it is Bus Rider from the Share the Land album, 1970, Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, the Guess Who. Thank you so much. Please, those customers deserve good, good treatment. Make them happy so they'll come back for more. Keep the shiny side up and hold on to that, Sam. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.